0: Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for listening to the hashtag Create Your Earth Life podcast with myself, your host, Janessa Prudhomme, and today I will be talking about how God speaks to us. I saw a meme the other day of Homer Simpson looking at the Bible and saying something like, what'd they do back in the day before the Bible? It's kind of funny because this is the kind of thing I would have shared before getting saved by Jesus. I would have been curious or even mocking the Bible, you know, like, oh yeah, like it was a book made by man and there are other ways God can speak to you, which is true. There are other God ways God can speak to you, um, but the Bible is very important and it is God's word and we're going to discuss that today, but we're also going to discuss how God can speak to us in other ways. So it's a great question because, well, how did God speak to us and give us life guidelines before the Bible was written? We have to remember that the Bible was written over a period of 1,200 years. So at times, people were just carrying around bits and pieces of the Bible with them, or they were were, were the ones writing the Bible. So some of the people were the ones writing the Bible, whether they knew it or not. Um, I'm not sure if all the letters written by John, Peter, Luke, and so on were intended to be read thousands of years later by millions and even billions of people. And of course, if there were people who couldn't read, then others would read the scripts sometimes repeatedly. So these people can memorize God's word, hide it in their hearts and share it which this is actually something we also should be focusing on memorizing verses as we study the Bible. So we always have God's word in our heart and in our minds, and we're able to share it with others like God asks us to do. So before any scripts were written, how did God speak to us? Well, in the Old Testament, it is estimated that God speaks directly to humans over 2,000 times, and that was just a quick Google search that I found that it was a little over 2,000 times. Um, I did not count Every time in the Old Testament. I actually have not read the whole Old Testament. I'm just finishing the New Testament. I'm in Revelation. But um, you can look that up. You could count it all if you want to. But it is estimated over 2,000 times um, God speaks directly to people. Whether God directly called out to them, like he did to Saul, or came to them through a burning bush, like he did with Moses. Or he just responded to their questions like he did with David. God worked through individuals for his word to be spread to more and more people. These individuals were called prophets. Moses was a prophet. And while he was on Mount Sinai talking with God, he gave Moses, God gave Moses, two tablets written with his finger. So God wrote with his finger on two tablets for Moses to take with him and share with other people. And this is in Exodus 31, 18, if you want to read the story. Then, of course, the incident with the golden calf happens. So what happens is Moses goes to Egypt. Um, there's a bunch of different plagues and diseases and um bugs and like it's a it's a long and very good story um and true story that happened in egypt where god tells moses go get your people um go get the people go get our people and it's god's children that um egypt has and using is and is using them as slaves (laughs) excuse me and moses he um was saved by the Egyptians and he lived there for a really long time. But then when he realized his people were being used as slaves and being murdered, he left, he escaped. And then God says, no, you need to go back and save them. And Moses is like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, Oh, that's scary. And so God gives him someone with him to help him speak and help him be confident. And then finally, um, and God tells him what to say and God, you know, gives plagues, and he does all these things. um, And they don't listen. The Egyptians don't listen. And finally, they do listen. All the slaves are freed with Moses, but they um, still have difficulty trusting in God and having faith. So when... Moses goes up to Mount Sinai and he's praying to God and he's up there for a long time. I think he's up there for a couple of weeks. They're like, well, he's not going to take care of us anymore. He's not coming back. He's probably dead up there. And um, so they create a golden calf with all their jewelry that they have. They, I think, melt it down and create a golden calf. And then they start worshiping it, which obviously is not right because that's an idol. We should be worshiping God, not worshiping idols. Um, and it always reminds me of like Buddha. Like we shouldn't be worshiping Buddha. We should be worshiping God. Like that's that's one idol in the world right now that um, people worship. And it's it's wrong. It's not what God wants. And he's very clear in his 10 commandments to not worship idols. So anyways, then of course, the incident with the golden calf happens. Moses gets angry and breaks the tablet then God says, cut for yourself two tablets of stone, like the first, and I will write on the tablet the words that were on the first tablet, which you broke. And that's in Exodus 34, 1. About 27 verses later, Exodus thirty-four twenty-eight, Moses writes the Ten Commandments on the stones, which God had told him. So one of, of course, the Ten Commandments is to not idolize um or not worship idols. Isaiah, another prophet was spoken to through a dream or vision. It depends what version of the Bible you have. Either way, what Isaac, Isaiah explains, he says he saw, this is in Isaiah six. So, um, if you read Isaiah six, you will see that he has a vision. He has a dream. And then he explains what's going to happen. Um, for the for the future god like speaks to him through the dream in daniel 7 1 it says in the first year of beshazar Bish- king of babylon daniel had a dream and vision of his head while on his bed then he wrote down the dream telling the main facts then as you go on to read about daniel's dream and vision it represents what is to happen between beasts and the kingdom of god as we get to the New Testament, you see God sending angels to deliver messages for him. The angel Gabriel is sent to Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist. Gabriel says to Zechariah, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call him John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord. And he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And that is in Luke one, thirteen through fifteen. Then, six months later, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a virgin named Mary, who also happens to be Jesus' mother. And Gabriel says, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. Bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And this was in Luke 1 30 through 31. These are just a few ways God spoke to people directly to them are through burning bushes, dreams, visions, written scriptures, and angels. There are probably many other ways God has spoken to people. We are talking about the Almighty and all powerful God. If He wants to speak to someone, He will. And now that we have the Bible, it is such a blessing to be able to hold God's word in our hands, to be able to read it, read it, to be able to get to know him and his son, Jesus. Now let's fast forward to now. We know the Bible is one way God speaks to us. What are other ways? Well, times haven't changed that much. So we just talked about how before there was the Bible, the ways God spoke to us. Before the Bible was completed, God spoke to us in those many different ways. But how does he speak to us now? Is it just through the Bible? So let's dissect that. There is a... Okay, so I'm going to share a little story. There is a person my pastor's wife knows who evangelizes to Muslims. And she said, most Muslims are not saved by evangelism, which is people sharing the word. So if you're an evangelist, you share God's word to others. But they are saved through dreams. So people are still having dreams. Muslims are having dreams where they are being told Jesus is coming back soon. So Muslims believe in Jesus, but they don't believe, they just believe he was a prophet. They don't believe that he was the son of God. Um, But of course, if he's coming back soon, then he's more than a prophet. He is somewhat important. He's the son of God. In the Bible study I am reading right now called The Day Approaching by Amir Sarfati, he says he receives hundreds of emails and messages a day from all around the world, Malaysia, Philippines, Japan, North America, Australia, South America, Israel, Europe, who are saying they are having dreams and visions of God saying, I am coming soon. So God is speaking to people right here, right now in people's dreams and people are having visions. My cousin Kimberly was spoken to by God through a vision, and you can hear her testimony testimony on episode number 23 called Converting from Witch, Pagan, to Christian with Kimberly. And if you don't know, my cousin's testimony was my turning point to being saved. Jesus used her to save me. He used other things slowly along the way. But when I heard her testimony or watched her testimony, she, she had shared it on YouTube, It was a game changer, and I stopped doing all the stuff I was doing that was against what God wanted, and I bought a Bible, and I surrendered my life to Jesus. Another way God can speak to us is through each other. That's why fellowship is so important. He can speak to us through nature. God knows everything about us, and he knows when I see an eagle, I feel a sense of comfort. I can't tell you how many times I have been anxious or worried about something, then I randomly will see an eagle or a few eagles and everything ends up fine. So this actually just happened. I wrote this episode and then this happened after. Like This is always happening in my life. I just feel this uh, very comforted, comforting feeling when I see eagles, when I'm worried. And I know when I see them, I'm like, okay, everything's going to be fine and this happened with my son he just got dental work done and um before he got the dental work done they were like we're going to have to put him under with anesthesia and he's 6 years old and I'm like you know worried that something could happen of course most parents worry about that stuff right but um so I'm getting a little anxious and everything like that and I don't want him to be traumatized and you know the list goes on of worries that I could have or did have and as I was driving to go get him at daycare, um, the day before his surgery, I saw an eagle or a couple of eagles. No, it was just one eagle. And then the next day, um, he was supposed to have his procedure. It wasn't a surgery, but it was a procedure. He did have a tooth removed. Um, so I don't know if that's considered surgery or not, but anyways, still worried and everything. He couldn't eat all day until like 2.30 PM uh, was his appointment. And then he could eat after that. So he couldn't eat until like 4 PM. And of course a mom worried again. And then I look out the window and there's an eagle flying around. Um, and I was just like, okay, I know everything's going to be fine. Like God is giving me signs. Everything's going to be fine. And everything went perfect. I had no complaints about it. Abbott, my son didn't have any complaints. Everything went so good. Um, And I just want to say that I do not believe in like spirit guides. Like I used to believe in like, not spirit guides, but um, I did believe in spirit guides, but like spirit animals, people be like, oh, eagles or cats or whatever are my spirit animal. I don't believe in that. I believe God knows us and he knows what comforts us. And then he shares that with us or he shows us signs in that kind of way. Um, And I think that's the same when people pass away. People say to comfort others like, oh, they're looking down on you. It never says that in the Bible. And maybe people are looking down on us that have passed away. I don't know that. But it doesn't say in the Bible that that's a thing. So we don't know if that's actually a thing, even though people say that to comfort others when they have a relative or friend pass away. And sometimes... um, will see things that seem like a sign, like, oh, our friend or relative is, you know, nearby, like they loved flowers or they loved butterflies and I'm seeing a lot of butterflies today or I can smell them or something. And I truly believe that that is God saying like, I know this will comfort you. So here you go. I, and I just believe obviously it's all God. It's his plan, his life, his world. So, um, Let's continue. I had another woman on my podcast who did not believe in God or Jesus and then saw Jesus' shadow very clearly, which saved her. If you want to listen to her testimony, it is episode number 66 called Detransitioning After Being Saved by Jesus with Shay Kelly. Here are some ways God has spoken to me. I met my husband about a week after being saved by Jesus. I was a very new Christian follower. I didn't know Jesus well or much of what was in the Bible. I really struggled with sexual sin. If you knew me before becoming saved, that was part of my identity was sexuality. So um, we did what the world had taught us and waited a few weeks, maybe over a month, to get to know each other, and then we had sex. I would always feel bad after and like God didn't approve of us doing this. I started praying and asking God, do you really not want us having sex? We really care about each other. Is it really wrong for us to be having sex? Like, Do you really care, God? God answered me loud and clear continuously. I would turn on a sermon on the radio and they'd be talking about sexual immorality. I would turn on a podcast that did not say anything about sexual sexual immorality in the title and they would start talking about sexual immorality. I would be visiting my husband who happened to be my boyfriend at the time and I'd say, let's read the Bible and I'd randomly pick a book without any agenda I had no idea what it was going to say, and it would be talking about sexual immorality. If God wants to speak to you, he will. And that's all I have for you guys today. So please share this podcast with your friends. And if you're listening to this podcast on a platform where you can leave a review, please leave a review. And I started an Instagram page specifically for the podcast where I share God's word every day. So check it out and follow the handle. It is Create Your Earth Life. Just type in Create Your Earth Life on Instagram and it should come right up. And I'm so glad that you guys are here today. I hope you got something out of this podcast, or I hope you feel like this is good information I'd like to share with a friend um, and that would help someone else and help spread God's word and help. Um, Expand the kingdom of God. All right? So let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, Lord, thank you so much for this life that you have given us to me and to my family and to the listeners. Thank you for helping me have an understanding of your word and helping guide me with this podcast so that I am able to share your word with others and hopefully help guide them, excuse me, to get closer to you, Lord. Lord, I ask that this podcast will speak to others the way you want it to speak to them. And also, I ask that you will speak to them directly or in some kind of way, whether it was through this podcast or through another podcast or through the Bible or through dreams. Present yourself to them. Show them how much you love them and how much peace you want to give them. And Lord, I ask that you will be with us today. You will keep us safe. You will protect us. You will guide us. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. All right, guys. I hope you guys have the best day ever. God bless you.